Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Scriptly Adapted Uncut. I'm Kyote. And I'm Kate. Guys, we got a special show. We got an Oscars recap. Uh, very historic last night. Uh, but we are joined for the first time. We I think we have yeah. a, a guest via Anchor. Uh, first time we got, let me just say this, host, executive producer, Lewis. What's going on, brother? What up, what up? I'm so hyped for this episode. You, you hyped for this episode? <laughs> Hi, Lewis. Nice to meet you, finally. I know, Kate. Good to meet you from, I don't know, 2,000 miles away. I know. It's been a long time coming. How are you? I'm pretty good. Just dealing with a four-year-old that has the flu. No fun. Oh, oh. Okay. It's a good thing you're 2,000 miles away then. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you, you got that right. Oh, man. So, Yikes. so Lewis, uh, welcome to the show, man. Uh, last night was, uh, some would say, a special night, and some would say uh, it, it was what everyone expected. I don't know, but we're going we're gonna to break it down tonight. Uh, we're going to go over some things, uh, your thoughts on some of the categories, uh, things of that nature. So last night uh, was the 91st Oscars. 91. 91 years, man. Doing They've been the doing the same this. thing over and over again. Can you believe that? It's 91 crazy. years, man. So uh, 91 years in, uh, there was no host this year, Lewis. No host. Uh, I liked it. You I liked it, too. right? So so give me your overall thoughts, Lewis, on, on your your feeling of how the show ran, uh, the no host, like what's your overall feelings of the show overall, excluding the categories? Well, from my overall take on the Oscars, here's my thing. Every year, I, at least for the last couple of years, I've been saying that I'm not going to tune into the Oscars because I'm disappointed in the nominations yeah. or just one reason or another, I'm not going to tune in. But the cinephile in me all is always compelled because think about it for artsy fartsy people like ourselves, the Oscars is the equivalent to the Super Bowl. Exactly. So yep. yeah, it's there's it's like WrestleMania, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't tune in because it's the biggest, it's the biggest night of you know, Hollywood's biggest night, as they always dub it. Yep. But I thought it was it ran very smoothly and a lot smoother than I was anticipating. And I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with the fact that it didn't have a host because you didn't get those overly long segments. There weren't as many jokes that fell flat. Although we'll get into that. Yeah. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was good and it didn't run too long. Um, And my time, it ended like about 1030. Well, yeah. So that would be like 1130 your time. So it wasn't even... It wasn't even going towards midnight, which is a good thing. Um, I thought the it had the right amount of performances for best original song. Yeah. Even I was disappointed that Kendrick and SZA didn't perform. Um, oh, yeah. I thought that it seemed like it was. It seemed as though they cut every original song performance short. I, I know "Shallow" is a short song, but um, are the other songs? I don't know. Did they cut verses out? They, they, in any case, yeah. Yeah, they definitely. I, I thought I thought everything I thought everything transitioned smoothly, and it was it was one of the better Oscar telecasts in recent memory, in my opinion. I actually agree with that. I think, um, you know, I mean, I don't like how they did Kevin Hart, but I think honestly, I think everything happens for a reason, and honestly, I think the show was very right. 
effective. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it flowed. I think they fit everything together well to kind of take people's minds off the fact that there was no host. Um, I I liked it. What'd you think, Hila? Um, I enjoyed it too, man. But I, I thought it flowed well. Um, I thought it was uh, it to me. Even though yes, they did every category on television, and it felt that way. Yet, it felt like it was moving. Like, yeah. I, let me tell you something. Those producers and that director, they were not playing no, no. games because when that music was coming on, they're rapping. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You could yeah. be you could be Martin Scorsese <laughs> about to win his last Oscar in his deathbed, and they are moving him along. There is no way. Sorry, man. <laughs> two minutes. On two minutes de- on his deathbed. That's though. it. They're not. Yeah. They're, they were playing no games. So I agree can, with you, man. Can I can I say something? About, yeah. <laughs> I I was Karen and I were cracking up because I don't remember. I'm trying to recall who it was that accepted their award. It was a group of people. I don't remember if it was for uh, Into the Spider-Verse. It was just one of those winners that uh, there was a group of people on stage. Yeah. And after the, the first couple of people said their speeches or whatnot, the next person comes on and his mic is just completely yeah, off that- and the lights oh, go dim on. Yeah. I remember that. I, I, was, that. I was cracking up, man. I'm like, man, they did this man dirty. Well, they did. Listen, Lou, they did a lot of people dirty, yeah. man. They were cutting, <laughs> they were cutting people off in mid sentence, man. Like they were, they were, yeah. they were no, there was no. Listen, you want all the awards televised? Fine, well, you're only gonna get thirty seconds worth of a speech. That's all you're gonna get. <laughs> I don't give a damn who you are. Yeah, uh... you, you listen. Sorry, Spike. I, yeah, I know, right. How are you gonna play the music with the the the, the fact that the man? Has well, we'll won his get first to Spike. Oscar. In the, I know, I know, but we'll, we'll you can't you can't tease me like that. Come on. But you, listen, man, gotta... I, I I agree with both of you. Overall, show ran. I thought it, I thought it was fine. I thought it was entertaining. Um, I would have liked a little more. Um, uh, I liked it. I, I don't know. I think I wanted a little more jokes with the audience, or you know, a little more. No. A little more interaction. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. No, 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 no. We maybe we'll talk about this later, but I'm just gonna get it out there right now. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't have any forced audience yes, participation because I agree. I agree. I'm the Jimmy, that. listen, the Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel was great as a host last year. My only issue was that a lot of his material took too long and especially that okay. particular segment where he brought out the the random people that were uh, surprised that they were actually invited to the oscars like that. no one cared no one cared man. yeah right yeah i mean nobody cared and then you almost wonder if it's if it's true like are, do you guys really not know like wait a second and then you're and then you're sitting there and you're trying to figure this out and you're like mm, I've forgotten what I'm watching here. What is this? What What's going on? I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent. I always hated that. They've done that more than. Although I have to say, when they did that with Ellen. Oh yes, Ellen with the selfie. Off. Yeah, Ellen pulled it off, but that was great. I I agree. I think getting the forced audience participation is not necessary. I agree. I see. Okay, I see what you mean because yeah. you're right. Uh, it, it does take a lot of time. And I think that's one of the main things that I think they were concerned about this year was number one, they, the Oscars got major, major hits uh, because they were thinking about taking off for the technical awards. Yeah. So who made that joke last yeah. night? Was so that Tyler Perry? I think yeah, Tyler Perry made that joke last night. So I, mm-hmm. I assumed that okay, listen, you're going to take four awards, then um, we then listen, maybe we'll add 
we need to put something in or are we just shortening the show like i don't know what the i don't know what the true okay, motive right. was but, behind that but they always have those awards in the show they've never taken out an award like they've always had technical awards part of the show You're and right. they should but have I it think... part of the show because it's what helps make a movie a movie you can't you can't celebrate the acting and the arts part of it and not celebrate the technical aspects of it that's part of creating a film no i agree and i think that's what they were looking at as far as um um we can't we we can't do that because they they were just thinking solely on making it shorter that's -hmm. all they were thinking of um but i'm glad they added all the technical aspects to it because it, it it is very important to put that out there and plus dude i mean we wouldn't have seen um, the first African American to win yep. uh, for Co- production design yeah. and costume design. And you know what I'm saying? Design, so yeah. we, would, yeah, that's true. Those were the all th- those two awards would have been during commercial break. And can you imagine the first? Oh boy! You know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine if that happened during commercial break? Crazy. Oh boy! Yeah, I can only imagine the the social media politicians coming out the woodwork. So it, 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 Lewis, I'm so glad you gave them a name. Social media politicians. I like because like <laughs> yeah. like everybody, everyone is a presidential candidate as soon as a, 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 a initiative like is about. The fire you know? festival called it uh, influencers. Is the in, that what they're that's called? That's what they're called. Influencers. Oh, that's what they're called. That's they weren't called. just making up a no, name. No, that's that's a, oh. they're social media influencers. Oops. Yeah, that's generational. A natural, uh, that's a natural thing. Oh, but, speaking of fire, real quick, has have you, Lewis? Have you watched that? I mean, it's insane. Can we just talk about? No, that? no. I I've been. I, I got a. It's on my radar because I was Karen and I. We haven't gotten around to watching it, but we don't know whether to watch the Netflix one or the Hulu one because well, there's two what, of them. Yeah, I didn't know there were two versions, but apparently, well, we don't have Hulu, so I guess it was just one that we're sticking with. But it it's crazy, man. You gotta watch I, it. I, you gotta I watch it, dude. I can't it's, believe I, it's insane. It is crazy. It's and, insane. And no it's words. insane to think how much money these young rich kids paid to go to this thing like you would th- tickets were selling for 250,000 uh 75,000 100,000 like and on top Good of Lord. that when you got there you're paying extra for like all the additives like food and lewis it was it was insane bro you got to watch it i it, it's called fire there's two versions on netflix and hulu uh, whichever one you watch, you'll yeah. get the you'll get the gist of it because it was crazy. It was crazy. I will probably watch the Netflix one because I pay for Netflix and I get Hulu for free off of family members. Oh, listen, man. <laughs> hey, then, then more you about go, you too. <laughs> then you go straight Netflix, then, man. You uh, because <laughs> it's going up to thirteen dollars. So. <laughs> oh wow! Really? Oh, Hulu is. Yeah, yeah. My, I, I. One of my recent episodes, I was just venting on how. <laughs> Whether or not I should cancel Netflix, but that's a that's a whole other topic. Oh man, okay. Well, yeah, well that's sorry, a... sorry to divert, guys. I apologize. No, no, it's we, all good. We should get back to segment one. What so let's let, so let's 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 get to <laughs> let's get to best best actor Lewis. Uh, we have Rami Malek win for best actor. We knew that was gonna happen. Uh-huh. What was that a shocker for you, or what's your thoughts on that? No, not no, not at all. I um yeah. I mean, the moment we walked out the movie theater after Bohemian Rhapsody, we were like, you know what? He could very well go all the way and win that Oscar. Because, yes, Bradley Cooper d- delivered probably the arguably the best performance of his career. Um, and so he was another favorite. And, you know, Christian Bale does what he does. But 
I think Rami Malik really struck a chord with audiences and critics during this yeah. award season. So it wasn't a surprise to me at all. And Karen is absolutely obsessed with Freddie Mercury. Um, she is a, a diehard yep. Queen fan. Yep. Bohemian Rhapsody is her favorite song of all time. Like we're talking that kind of thing. Oh wow! So yeah. So when she when she saw um, Rami Malek's uh, performance and his his take on Freddie Mercury, she she thought it was great. She thought it was spot on. Real okay. So she gave him the stamp of approval. Yeah, she had no complaints about it whatsoever. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the whole movie as a whole was okay. It was it was it was just okay. Though the, yeah, it was the the thing that won me over was the Live Aid performance. Mm-hmm. That was oh yeah, that mm-hmm. right there, dude. Like if you watch the YouTube version or wherever you can find the real footage and then look at the movie, I mean he. I felt I got chills because I felt like I was watching Freddie effing Mercury, dude. Like it was, it was so beautiful. Like it was great. It was great. It was absolutely great. I would, I would agree with you a hundred percent. I think that was the, that was the defining sequence of the entire film. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we're on agreement. Rami deserved it, right? Rami? Yeah, Rami. uh, You know, listen, I'm, I, despite what you say about him as a person, it doesn't affect my life. I love Christian Bale. I love everything he does. He's brilliant. I think, I think, I, agree. I think honestly, this was, yes, he won for the fighter. I never saw it, but I think this was a turning point for his career because he played the hell, literally the hell out of Dick Cheney. And I, I honestly, I would not have been mad if he had won it. I think Rami deserved it 110%. And he's the first man of Arab descent to be awarded an Oscar for Best Actor. So I love the fact oh, wow. that he won. But I, I definitely would not have been upset if, if uh, Christian Bale had won it either. It was between those two for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Listen, Kate, we're, I'm, I'm totally on board with you. Christian Bale is one of my top five favorite actors, probably of all time. Yeah. Um, Christian Bale does know. I don't care about what his his off-screen antics and whether he slapped an assistant. I don't care about that shit. I mean, he never committed a murder. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I apologize. I forgot this family-friendly show. Um, <laughs> the the, the S-word is okay here and there. The S-word is okay. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't care for his off-screen antics. He didn't rape anybody that we know of. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't kill anybody. His, whenever he takes on a role, he is the embodiment of what a method actor should be and shame on you for not watching the fighter because that is like crazy like know, it's a I crazy i know you're right you're totally right i feel like i need to now um just because of how emaciated he was i'm just fascinated when they're when actors are able to do that to themselves but um but i heard it was a, a phenomenal performance and i'm sure he deserved that oscar as well but you know i just i i'm I'm glad that Rami Malek won. I, I am. I think he, um, and I, first of all, who knew that he was dating Lauren Boyton, who played um, his female lead? I, I had no idea they were together. I mean, I'm sure you guys have. Karen knew it. She she knew that. She told me yeah, when we were watching. No clue. She's like, oh, yeah, that's, they're, they're, real, they're, they're really married in real life. I'm like, oh, that's why the chemistry is. Oh, uh, they're married? Yeah. That, well, they're either married or engaged. I don't know. But they're together. Well, yeah, I knew that. That's interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I was I was intrigued about I was interested about that. I mean, I was happy that he won. I was happy that he won. So let's get on to best actress. 
which some would say was a shocker mm. uh, with Olivia Coleman winning. I was super. I had Lewis. Let me tell you something. If I if I was a betting man, I would have bet money that Glenn Close was winning, and probably I would have had to mortgage my future home because I don't have a home. <laughs> I would have to mortgage whatever home, whatever home I was going to decide to buy You're in the stupid. future. I have to mortgage that up because I would have lost miserably. What, what's your? We would have been homeless. We would have been homeless. You would have had a knock on your door. We would have flown all the way to Texas using yeah, everything oh, we, we had. Oh, we got an extra bedroom. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll shack up with the sick four-year-old. It's fine, you know, as long as we can sleep somewhere. Yeah, it's man. Fine. Because it would have been it would hey, good luck. Hey, I'm, I'm all for extra babysitters. You <laughs> Whoa, whoa! We never said anything about babysitters. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Never said that. So, uh, Lewis, was this? A, did you have? Did you get a chance to see the favorites? Was this a surprise? What's your thought? No, you know what? Um, just based off of reading predictions and lots of articles leading up to the Oscars telecast, I thought it was going to come down to either Olivia Coleman or Glenn Close. Right. I have not seen the favorite. Actually, I take that back. I saw maybe the first half hour of the the favorite, and it was pretty good, but. Um, I didn't get to see the see it in its entirety. Was it even a half hour? Whatever. Um, <laughs> but I didn't get to see it in its entirety, so I can't really comment on her performance. But I've seen her in Broadchurch, which is the BBC show that's also on Netflix that also stars uh, what's his face, David Tennant, and oh. she's really good in that. Time. Oh, okay, okay. First of all, I think Olivia Coleman is hilarious. Yes, that I... speech was. Yeah, that speech had me cracking up. Yeah, she is. Well, she's. She's not only, I think she's a comedian as well in England, but she, I just thought she brought a little bit of Olivia Coleman into playing Queen Anne, which, you know, there's that saying, my mom like hates Al Pacino because she's like, he always plays Al Pacino. So, you know, you have to, you have to be careful how much you're bringing yourself into a role. But I think she did a good job at bringing just sprinkling just a little bit of her quirkiness into the role and integrating that and making making Queen Anne just as quirky and weird. And I think that that's what solidified her winning the Oscar because it she was relatable. She wasn't the stuffy British queen as everybody thinks royalty is. She was she was she had issues. She had emotional trauma. She had problems. She didn't know how to do things. You know, she was human. And I think the fact that she brought those uh, idiosyncrasies to life on screen is what won her the Oscar. And I love the fact that she won. I thought her, her, I thought it was just brilliant. I love the film. It was so good. It was so, so good. Lewis, when you get a chance, you definitely have to finish that. The film visually is amazing. It, it, it was, uh, it was artsy. It was daring. It was, uh, um, it was different. Um, it, it, it stretched the the limits of visual creativity mm -hmm. when you think of like camera work. Yeah, like definitely. it was it was very different, definitely. and it had great humor, great timing between all three of the leads. Like it was just a really well done, put together, different, quirky, fun movie to me. Like I really enjoyed watching it, and I think you'll enjoy it too. And then once you watch Olivia's performance, yeah. I think you'll be like, okay, she did deserve it. But Glenn killed the wife. I mean, it was amazing. Very, very good film. Simple storytelling, but her her calmness and her demeanor with the character is so <laughs> believable that I, I you know, I, I I mean, this is her seventh nomination, dude. I thought she I had know. it. But I'm not mad at Olivia though. She's I'm the not next, mad. she's the female Leo. 
Yeah, quirky is the word that immediately came to mind as we were watching a little bit of the favorite. The problem with it is that, um, no, not a problem with the film. The problem with my experience watching it is we had just finished watching Black Klansman, and it was already late. Um, I was tired, and I didn't, I, I didn't really have the patience for historical quirky comedy. Oh yeah, um, I get it. And I, I started falling asleep, so I was like, yeah, let's save this for another time when I'm. You know, I can focus yeah. a little more. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we only got through about twenty minutes of it. Okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, definitely check it out, man. I think it's. I think you'll enjoy it when you finish it. I yeah, it was. It. it was very good. It was, but you're right. You have to be in the right mindset for that. Um, especially after watching one of Spike's films. I mean, I love the man, and he deserved an Oscar for best adapted. But honestly, I'm not a huge fan of his work because his movies just go on and on for an eternity. <laughs> Yeah. I have a, <laughs> I have a look. I was, I was really ecstatic. I was so happy for Spike Lee. I'm like, finally, that man got an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, it's been three decades. Yeah. Or so, you know. Well, actually, literally three decades because really? Do the Right Thing came in '89. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He should have gotten the screenplay for award for that uh, film, obviously, because that's a classic. But um. What you would call it? I was so happy for him. I thought it was, I thought it was well deserved. Yeah. Now here's, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you, Kate, a little bit. Um, I like Spike Lee, but I don't love Spike Lee. Um, his films, especially his earlier work, had a lot more replay value, in my opinion, than his post '90s work. I um. I, I, his his stuff after Bamboozled, I guess, or maybe after 25th Hour isn't as interesting, you know, apart from like Inside Man mm. and uh, maybe Red Hook Summer. But, um, you know, Spike Lee, it's it's kind of true. A lot of his films can seem very uh, too a little too didactic, some meandering. And uh, black, I didn't get that from Black Klansman. I was like, man, this is easily his most engaging film in, in quite some time. And even Black Klansman is very didactic and it can go down a, a very slippery slope in terms of being a little too educational. Um, mm. But I, I thought it was an extremely solid film. Great score, great editing, great performances. I, I It was just a very accessible film with a really powerful ending too. Um, so yeah. I, I thought that was well-deserved. See, I think the ending, it's once they got to the part where um, the way that we found out they were going to bomb something, like it, the parade, the whole parade thing threw it off for me because I just was like, whoa, Spike, I thought you were going in a different direction. I probably shouldn't have been surprised that you were going to do this. You completely just went left. Um, see, I, I agree with you, but I don't agree with you. I think a lot of his earlier films get on my nerves. Like, don't get me wrong. He has, he has obviously classic, <clears throat> do the right thing. Um, you know, all, uh, she's got to have it like jungle fever for me. I love that one. Like all those films mm -hmm. are classics, but I felt like they went all over the place. I prefer his most recent works. Like I love, I absolutely loved Chirac to this day. I think Chirac was even better than black Klansman. I think Chirac should have been nominated for its creativity, for its cinematography, for its score. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I thought it was so different. I absolutely loved Malcolm X, but yeah. um, I just think still, in Malcolm X, though, was the only film 
that did not go on a tangent. And I think the reason why he didn't do that was because it was about something so incredibly important and about a man that changed the course of history. He just couldn't afford to do that. He had to stick close to home with the story. But I think, you know, more on Spike a little bit later, but I overall, I'm just so glad that he won that Oscar. I think he was definitely, definitely deserved it. Definitely deserved it. Now, well, he was definitely representing for New York, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, he, well, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was representing. He was representing <laughs> Brooklyn, shout out for Barbara Streisand. Uh, you yeah. know, that, that, happened. that had him out of his seat. <laughs> yeah, man. Barbara Streisand shouted, shouted him out. Brooklyn and everything, man. She, everyone was out. Now, Lou, I'm gonna dump. I'm gonna jump to best director for a second. Um, best director, uh, we got Alfonso Cuarón or Cuarón. 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 Lord have mercy. Alfonso Cuarón. I'm not even Hispanic, Louis, and I know how to say it. Yeah, how how is this thing right? I barely passed high school Spanish. So we got Alfonso. It's obvious. No. And I think this was the obvious pick. Uh, Lewis, did you ever finish Roma? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I texted you. I said that the oh, second yes, half was a lot more. Yes, you did. Yes. Yeah, let, uh, let me tell you. Fest. Yeah, listen, it, it is not the easiest of films to sit through from uh, an entertainment standpoint, but it is such a beautifully shot and masterfully ex- executed film. I, I can't say I, I can't say enough good things about this on a technical level. Um, yeah. Best director was just like, he had that in the bag, man. Like yeah. this, this is what you give this director for. Right. I agree 100%. I was saying to Cleary this morning that I, I honestly, the movie itself was boring as hell. Uh, I appreciated what it was about, but I have this thing also about like subtitles. Like I have like ADHD sometimes it's very hard for me to like pay attention visually and read the subtitles at the same time. Um, but I think that's my own. Holy shit, that's so ironic because I can only watch movies with subtitles. Oh god, I don't know how you do that. Really? Um, because it adds more meaning to the film when you're actually reading the text and looking at the whatever projected on the screen. Oh, that's, I mean, I can see how you would. Yeah, I, I can see how you're saying that. That's, that's Listen, you're talking to a purchase alum. We are film guys. That's yeah, Louis, that, that is so true. Hey, 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 just because I didn't go to purchase, you know, the arts of the uh, school of the arts, I, I, I study film, guys. I know what it's about. I, 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 studied a foreign, I took a foreign film class, like one, but whatever. We, we went to we went to school with Zoe Kravitz for crying out loud. I I literally used to see her on campus. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Apparently, my wait, better half has not wait, did wait, not Lewis, was not privy I, to that. I totally never saw her. She was on campus. She went to Wow. You know something, uh, Kate? Your husband, I am like the harbinger of breaking news for you this are, man. Dude. <laughs> you That's are. hilarious. Yo. Let me find out. You you had lunch wait, with Zoe Kravitz. But wait, wait. So, but Lewis, on the real, like, I, 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 I remember hearing that she went to that, she went to purchase. I never saw her. Or maybe I did and just didn't even pay no, attention to her. You exactly, because she didn't look, at Lisa she didn't, Listen, she didn't look the way she does now because obviously she's she's a big star now. Um, but yes, I, I saw Zoe, Zoe Kravitz on a couple of occasions just walking by the student center or you know, oh. just chilling with a couple of people on the on the on the lawn and oh. yeah, it was like, Yeah, that's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. That's Holy crazy. Sh- 
Dude, I had no... Oh, man. I wait, wish, wait, 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 I wait, wish wait. you pointed it out to me but or listen, something. Back, back to... Back to, back to uh, <laughs> now that you've just you know, shattered his hopes and dreams. You did. Um, back to, uh, I'm sorry. I kind of went off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, like, what just happened? We're, we're like, turning into... We're pulling a spike. Anyway. Wow. Um, Back to Alfonso Cuaron. I think he did such a great... I agree with you 100%. I think, I think he really deserved it because... It was hauntingly beautiful the way he captured that film. You know what it was like watching? It was watching, it was like, um, oh, God. What was that film years ago? It was also black and white. Oh, and it was uh, just be- The Artist. No, that wasn't it. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, shit. It was like another film that was just so incredibly beautiful to watch. It's like you didn't even have to even. You sure it wasn't The Artist? Oh. Maybe. I don't remember. Who knows? But the point is, is like he he it was just a cinematic masterpiece. Cinematography was on point. Yeah. And you know what? The cinematography, I would have turned the TV off if they would have given the, the cinematography award to someone else. I mean, Roma deserved those three categories. And I think that's undisputed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um. Let's get to uh let's get to another one here. Let's uh let's go into the the best supporting role. So we got best supporting actor, Mahershala uh-huh. Ali. Uh <laughs> got best supporting actress. Um uh best supporting actress. Oh my god, why am I going to Regina blank? King. Regina King, sorry, Regina King. Yeah. Um surprises, uh thoughts, Lewis. Mahershala gets his second Oscar in three years. Amazing. Uh and Regina <laughs> Was yeah, it was incredible. I, you know what, I was not expecting that. I'm like, nah, they're not gonna give it to him so soon because he just won for Moonlight two years ago. Yeah, but Hollywood is apparently very high on Mr. Ali. Right. Um, I've yet to see this season of True Detective. I'm really excited for it. I'm gonna check it out when I get a chance. Um, but I am seriously enjoying this man's work. I mean, yeah, I, I, I. Watching him since House of Cards when he plays uh, Remy Denton, and I'm like, you know what? He's 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 pretty good. But then what really caught my attention was when he played Cottonmouth in season one of Luke Cage, ah. and he was just a scene stealer. And I was just so irate when they. Well, I don't know if you guys have seen Luke Cage, no, but I've seen it. It's kind of, well, it's kind of a spoiler alert, but he doesn't last throughout to, to the end of the season. Um, but he was pretty much the highlight. And from that point on, he's just been getting role after role after role. And he's 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 just this nonstop from I don't know where he goes from here. Well, I saw more. (laughs) I saw him for the first time in House of Cards and I I forgot what season it was. I don't know if you're a House of Cards fan, um, but it. Oh no, that's what I just said. I, 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 that's the first time I saw him too when he played oh, Remy Dan. I thought you said Luke Cage. Sorry about that, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think he was brilliant in that show, and I, there was something about his on-screen presence. I don't know what it was. His character was much different, but it was just right. kind of like, hmm, there's something different about this guy. He's gonna go places. Like he's gonna, he's gonna win some awards if he keeps going the way he's going. Now, now, Lewis, your boy Mahershala ties Denzel, one of the greats, for two Oscars. But Denzel got two Oscars within like a 15, 20-year span. Uh, yeah. 
versus Mahershala getting two within three years. That's crazy. That's like that's like Golden State Warriors numbers, like two championships <laughs> within three years. Like that. that- I, I don't know how that happens because <laughs> Denzel could have easily won for Malcolm X, Hurricane, so many different roles that he should have won Oscars for. I, I, I don't know. I, there's no explanation for that. Right, right. And then now let's go on to Regina King. Mm-hmm. This to me, Lewis, was uh, a shocker, right, Kate? Like this was this was the category I... where I was hands down. And listen, black actors, one hundred percent. I'm all for it. Black actors, one hundred percent. But Lewis, uh, she I, this, didn't deserve it. She did not I'm deserve sorry. this Oscar, bro. Like if you watch, if you watch, if Beale Street could talk, which was a beautiful uh, talk about snooze fest. Oh uh, well, Kate, Kate thought it was. <laughs> Oh my God, uh, Barry, Barry, you can't I have not seen it. I, I can't comment on it. I have not seen it yet. Oh my God, it's, it is, it is a. It's... Lewis, if I had to watch one more scene of two young people dancing in the middle of the street, I thought I was going to kill myself. I didn't understand <laughs> how many times with the music. I'm like Barry, damn it, Barry, just get to the point. Like we I, know I they love you. each other. Damn. I love you, babe, but you're so wrong on this point. I'm not. Uh, I, you're so wrong. <laughs> I, I have to not. tell you. Lewis, it was watch. It was like watching a, a a like it was it was like watching a painting come to life, but on film. Like okay, it was, that's it was, true. That's a good. It analogy. was so beautiful. It was beautiful. Story wise, uh, uh, cinematography, <laughs> editing, the music, it was so beautiful that yes, at times some of the scenes were a little long. Some of the some of the some it could have been easily twenty minutes shorter. Uh, but Regina was just okay. Yeah, there I was didn't... nothing about her performance that made me think for one second that she should have won that Oscar. <laughs> but I don't know. Did you did you take a look at it, or are you planning to take a look at the movie? Yeah, I would like to see it at some point. There's a lot of films that I, I fell behind on. Um, I'm just playing catch up now. I still haven't even seen Green Book, unfortunately. Oh, fantastic. Um, fantastic. Yeah, I have. I have I have some of those movies on my phone, so I plan on watching it within the next couple of weeks. Um, but with that said, you know it's funny that you say that Regina King. This is another Barry Jenkins film, but I don't think Mahash, Mahershala Ali should have won Best Supporting Actor for his role in Moonlight. I agree. Only only because I didn't think it was enough screen time to warrant. Uh, a nomination, even. I agree. You know, I, it was was it a good performance? Sure, I I love Moonlight. I thought it was a great film, a very oh, beautiful man. portrait of um, you know African American struggling with his identity and all that good stuff. But I didn't think he deserved the Oscar for that either. I, so, you know, I, I think he deserved it for Green Book. I don't think he deserved it for Moonlight. No, um, he won supporting for Moonlight or yeah. Best Actor. Support- yeah. Yeah, yeah, supporting for yeah. like ten minutes of screen time. Yeah. yeah. That- but that oh, was man. like, but that was, if you think about it, that's like Monique and what she won for Precious for, because they said that she won that award for her scene at the end of the movie. And I was thinking to myself, watching the entire movie, I was like, they really gave her this Oscar for this? But then at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, damn, now I see why they gave her this Oscar. And I think if they go by that reasoning of, oh, well, which I hate, by the way, but if they go by that reasoning, like, oh, well, they got this Oscar because of this certain time of acting, uh, this certain scene well, if you hit that scene out of the park, then you deserve that Oscar in their eyes. I don't personally think that's accurate. I think it should be a full comprehensive look at the role and how you portrayed the role. But I don't think that's always the case. Like Halle Berry, she won for that emergency room scene. That's what they all said. 
Well, I got to disagree with you, Kate, because I think Monique won because of her raw take on this character, which she was, was terrible. I thought it was a. I thought, I thought it was great. I thought this. She did, I, I thought it was really solid too. She did not yeah. deserve an Oscar for that entire Absolutely. role. No, 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 no. Because the reason why you. The thing is, you, I don't know what the criteria are to win for best actor, best actress, but my what I would make the criteria if I was on the judging committee, for lack of a better term, is that you know how to bring certain elements of a character to life. You could, yes, you're nasty and you're an abuser and whatever, but the fact of the she was an incredibly round character and that is not evident until the end of the film because throughout the entire film of precious you look at her as one person one type of person it's not until the end of the film where you're like oh my god depth here there's there she's an onion she's peeling back she she's an abused person of her own right like she has issues going on like it's not until you see that moment where you're like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand why they're giving her this Oscar because when you're a character, you have to bring all different aspects of that character to life. You're not, not supposed to be just one note. Well, I, I see what you're saying. And but the whole film was one and, note. And Lewis, until the end scene. You, Lewis, you saw this film, right? Precious. Yeah. All right. So like, uh, let me, let me see if I'm right here. Like, uh, and I, I believe that it was a steady progression of the point where she was talking, she where she made that last, that la- her final monologue, her final speech, right? I feel like we saw the different aspects of her character from the abuser to the to the abused, because you got to remember, you know, she was a broken woman herself. Um, you saw right. saw a woman who was in who who was at her dire like her dire last end of raising this this child. Um, you saw uh, a woman who knew no better when abusing her own kid. Um, you saw a woman who, like, I feel like you saw so many different aspects of what you saw at the end of the film that it all combined into that last scene of just blowing up and letting go. And that's where I think she deserved it is because you saw, and God, it was so real because there are women out there, mothers like that today who can look at that and be like, damn, that was me, or I was like that, or my mom was like that. It was so raw and in your face that at times it was almost uncomfortable. Yeah, it was really But uncomfortable. it was uncomfortable, and that's why. But that's and because that people is, need to talk about it. But that's, that is but... exactly why she deserved that Oscar, because she made you uncomfortable, because you almost felt like you were watching someone for real doing and saying and thinking these things, and it was the most compelling the most compelling uh, performance of the entire year of that Oscars. What do you think, Lou? No, I thought, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm listening in because I haven't seen the movie since it came out. It's, yeah, yeah. it's literally been. Wow. Um, but yeah, now you just, you, you brought back. And I, I do agree that every performance that she, well, every scene that she had led to that Christian, that you know that representation of like you said the the abused the abuser and you know what at the time i wasn't mad at it i wasn't mad at her winning best supporting actress um and this is you know she's a person that paid her dues in the industry and i think a lot of the times the academy looks beyond screen time maybe that is their criteria where they're looking at all the components for the actor or actress where 
you know, they sure they had a great performance, but maybe this is sort of like their honorary achievement. This is their time. This is this is our time for us to recognize the amount of work that's been put in. I mean, look at Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. The Revenant was excellent. I love The Revenant, but there's there's a lot of other roles he should have won an Oscar for before that. Well, you know, but this was yeah. like his culmination. It's his crowning achievement. Like, okay, you put in all this work and it's a great performance. Perfect combination. We'll give you the award. That's, yeah, that's definitely. true. That's true. Definitely. I but you know what though? Real quick before we wrap this segment up, real quick, I I'm just kind of disappointed about Gabby Sidibe. Like she just disappeared out of nowhere. I was just thinking about that. Like, where did she go? Like, what happened? Well, American Horror Story was like I think the last time I see, I've seen her. I don't I don't recall her doing anything substantial. Well, she was on Empire for a little while in the beginning. I don't know if she's still on that show, but I don't know. I just thought that show. I I mean, yeah, I yeah, I, I think honestly, they, they, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's a wrap for Gab, Gab, Ray. I don't yeah. know, unless they do Precious Part Two. I never, I never knew. I, I, how do you pronounce her name? I never knew how to pronounce her name. Uh, Gabaray. Gabaray Sidibe. Gabaray Sidibe. And that's real. That's Lord forgive me, but I always just refer to her as the chick from Precious. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's what. Listen, that's what I that's what I go by too, man. Like, uh, you know that that girl from Precious, you know. But anyway, let's talk about that picture for a second, because I I I called it, and I'm so incredibly happy that Green Book won. I absolutely that honestly was one of was the my sorry was my favorite film of the entire Oscar season. Like, I just had such a soft heart for it. I absolutely adored it. I thought it was great. I agree. It was uh, it was definitely worth it. I'm I'm so glad Roma did not win that because I would have been pissed. Yeah. Because it, then it would have won cinematography, uh, foreign film director, and best picture. Come on, man! You can't you cannot do that. I hate sweeps at the Oscars. I don't know. It's just not fun for me. I hate sweeps. Well, no, because it's not fair. Uh, but I'm glad it didn't win best picture. But I I'm I'm so happy for Green Book. Green Book was really well done. Apparently. Giving some uh, to the fact three book one best picture, and that's spike for you, and that's spike for you. Okay. But I mean, you haven't seen it yet, Louis, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you watch it. It was so good. It was a. Show. You haven't seen Green Book, Louis. What are you waiting for? Let's go. I I know I know life life has been very very interesting. <laughs> the last couple of months so life has gotten in the way of my entertainment but i plan on catching up i get it i get it listen man you gotta you gotta let me know what you think because uh it was it was a it was beautiful it was well shot well done beautiful acting great chemistry yeah. um it it was a really thoughtful film i would have really liked like again rami malik was a great choice i'm glad but i i would have also liked to have seen Viggo mortensen win best actor I thought he was so good in that role. He portrayed, uh, he brought Nick Vallelonga to life. And I, and you'll see what we mean, Lewis, when you watch it. But it was just, he was, he immersed himself in becoming him. And I just thought that that was, was so, so well done. And I would have liked to have seen him win. He's been nominated before. And I think he's a very underrated actor. I've always loved him. Oh, absolutely. I think he's one of the, one of those kinds of actors that I'm that I was referring to before, where um, 
he's going to get a role where he has like 15 minutes of screen time, but they'll give it to him because it's Viggo Mortensen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's a a veteran. Exactly. That's true. Um, That's true. Now, Lewis, let's let's get into it. Let's let's just go right into Spike. I mean, we talked, we touched upon it a little bit. Um, we touched upon it a little bit with with Spike winning for uh, best adapted screenplay. What was your initial thoughts, man? Was you as shocked as everybody else? Were were you were you satisfied? What what did you think initially? Big ups to Brooklyn. I was what, shocked. What... I was shocked. I was like, oh man. Because I, I really didn't think that they would actually give it to Black Klansman. So I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was that was that was well deserved. It was a, it was a genuine surprise. And um, I was happy for him. <laughs> I, this I'm, I'm going to kind of digress a little bit. Sure. But that's what we do. This, this is another. Re- yeah. This is another reason why Spike Lee. I'm <laughs> this is another reason why Spike Lee is not in my top 10 uh, filmmakers of all time because he can't stand Quentin Tarantino and if you know anything about me Tarantino is God for me <laughs> okay Quentin Tarantino is the sole reason why I wanted to study cinema and go to Purchase College because Pulp Fiction was a true life changer for me um telling me that yeah 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 Pulp Fiction everyone has that movie where it's like oh this is what did it Pulp Fiction did that for me um, but with that said, yeah, Spike Lee boycotts everything that Tarantino puts out because he feels like Tarantino just uses every excuse in the book to use the N-word. <laughs> yes, he has an argument, but at the same time, I feel like Spike Lee's just being a hater because Tarantino's movies are just so much cooler than Spike Lee's movies, you know, but that's all subjective. Nope, I, I totally, I, I see, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Tarantino's the I love Tarantino as well. Now I honestly so I, thought, yeah, I agree with you. I honestly thought that if Beale Street could talk should have won Best Adaptive Screenplay because hmm. um I don't know if either of you have ever read James Baldwin's work, but it is tough. It is a tough read. He was a novelist, but he was focused on the black movement and uh, you know, raising up the African American community. And it was tough. His stuff was just not pleasant to read. Um, great messages of hope and survival, but it was just like, oh my God. So to bring something like that to the screen in such an ethereal way, kind of creating this whimsical love story, I thought was pure genius. And only Barry Jenkins could have done that. And I personally thought he should have won for Best Adaptive Screenplay because it was just such a dichotomy between reading James Baldwin's stuff written and then seeing it brought to life on screen in that way. Like, it was just... It was just beautiful. I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying, Kate, and that makes sense. Um, I think Black Klansman for the ten, well, Beale Street too, but more so Black Klansman for what is going on today. Kind of, yeah. it might have hit a chord with with some of the voters. That's not what the award was. The award was best adapted best adapted screenplay. So my ten, my so. thing is, I think that they thought that bringing to life this book or script, whatever it is. Uh, was a lot more poignant to the things that are happening in today's culture and world than the James Baldwin. Like, James Baldwin, listen, I, I agree with you. Anything James Baldwin, he's a brilliant, almost too smart for his own good man. Like, he is brilliant. And some of his stuff, and just watching his interviews and how he speaks would blow your mind. Like, he, he's one of these, I don't know, he's just, he's deep. Deep to the point where 
I can imagine his his publishing so his work would be difficult to bring to life. Uh, so I agree that maybe they could have been up there too. But I think Black Klansman for what it is today and the screenplay it is for today. Yeah, but it feels like your talk brought up the mass incarceration in the prison industrial complex about That's how, also true. You know, it's talking about stuff that's relevant. It's that's not, also it's true. not irrelevant. It's just I personally think that's not what the the award is for. I'm a very black and white person, Lewis, as you'll come to find. And I personally believe that when you do something logistic, I believe adapted screenplay is logistical and technical in its own right because it's not about the creativity of it almost. I mean, even though that can come through, and yes, that's my arguing point for why Barry Jenkins should have won, but it's also about the technical aspects of what it takes to bring something like that to the screen. If you're going to adapt a screenplay, it should it should be a representation of your creativity. And I think... I think if Beale Street could talk, was that for Barry Jenkins? I don't think Black Klansman to me was just like every other Spike Lee movie or joint. As but was. that was a reflection of his creativity on that this specific book. You are right. I agree with that. You have a valid point, but there was nothing. There was nothing different about it. And I think when you're dealing with something like like bringing something to be visual for somebody it should have an element of, of difference. And I, I personally think if Beale Street could talk, should have won that particular category. I'm happy for Spike, but I want to see Spike win Best Director, man. I think, I listen, I know this sounds shitty, but okay, it's Best Adapted Original Screenplay, whatever the title is, but I want him to win a Best Director Oscar. I think he is long overdue for that. Just because people are like, oh, he's long overdue for an Oscar. What, so we're just going to give him an Oscar? No. Give him an Oscar for something he need, he that that will that 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 he deserves. Like adapted screenplay was fine. He might have well deserved it, but the point is like I just he needs to have a Best Director Oscar. I think that's what he will really need to put him over the top. And he should have won that for Malcolm X. You should have won that for Malcolm X, hands down. Yeah, I I think so too. I I um, I believe the same thing for Quentin Tarantino too. Before he retires, which is going to be relatively soon, he should win Best Director. Um, I mean, he's got two Oscars under his belt for screenplay for Django and uh, Pulp Fiction, but um, he's never won Best Director, and I think he he's he fits in that category too, where it's like, man. You know what I mean? Like he has not one bad film to his name, right? Yeah, right. And that that's and that's unfortunate because I love I love Tarantino. I think he's extremely talented, uh, very creative, very. I listen. Say what you want, and you, Lewis, you'll agree with me because you're a Tarantino fan. Say what you want. I love his long, long takes and his long like soliloquies on like on whatever the con or the narrative is. Uh, that scene in um, uh, *Inglorious Bastards*, uh, that it was literally 35 minutes of in the beginning, or 30 or 40 minutes in the beginning, with uh, Christoph Waltz as that general, and they're just in the house. He's in the house talking to the father, or the guy who's harboring, um, um, I believe, some of the Jews. I, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't awesome. exactly 30, 40 minutes, but that was, that was fantastic. But Tarantino is the only at least one of the few living filmmakers that can do that. Like, no. he can get away with no. very drawn-out dialogue. No, listen. Lewis, at the risk of you never, ever doing a podcast with us again, I'm going <laughs> to say this. 
I can't stand Tarantino. I am so sorry. I apologize. But I know this is the first time. <laughs> I've seen it. But the other thing is, he is not. Woody Allen does that so expertly and so perfectly. And when you watch Woody Allen and you watch his dialogues, it's like watching two people have a normal conversation. Weird. That's exactly Tarantino. Tarantino and Spike Lee both draw influence from Woody Allen, but Tarantino does it cooler. But okay. Tarantino is just like, see, Spike's throwing so much shade, but he doesn't realize that Tarantino's actually just like him. They they produce long, unwinding movies that have you sitting there for three freaking hours, not knowing what the hell they're talking about. And then it's like three movies in one. I'm like, Tarantino, man, get to the damn point, Quentin. Get to the point. Get to the point. Nah, <laughs> you're missing you're missing, you're missing all the intertextual references of his dialogue. You know what? We're going to have an episode just dissecting Tarantino oh, cinema. Listen, look, so you got you to gotta have us on for a Tarantino, uh, for a strictly Tarantino show, man. You got to have us on. Oh, yeah. Listen, I wrote my senior undergrad thesis on Tarantino, okay? Oh, that's oh. oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote mine on Spike and I wrote mine on Spike Lee. That's funny. That's, That's funny. Wow, you did. Holy cow. I, I see the stars on mine. Yes, I wrote mine on Spike Lee, dude. I wrote mine on Spike Lee. Wow, this, is, this was meant to be. This meant was meant to be. to be. Now, Lewis, let's get to the last one. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Black Panther, man, taking home yeah. some technical awards, some, some production awards as well. I mean, we had, Kate, we had, what, two... First, yeah, best costume design for an African woman. Design, yeah, for another African production. And um, did it win? And it won best score, best uh, original score. Uh, Ludwig uh, Göransson. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, he won for best score. So it 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 picked up some awards, man. How did you feel about that? I all three. I I have no complaints with any of those three awards. Remember when we had our Black Panther review a year ago? Um, oh yeah, on, on the podcast, you were saying how you know? Can you imagine if like Black Panther wins awards and stuff like that? We were like kind of skeptical because it was you know it's a genre comic book movie essentially. Yeah. Um, but one thing that we talked about a lot was Ludwig Göransson's score. Yeah. I, that was. It's a very interesting score because it, it incorporates all of the um, triumphant horns that are a signature of these kinds of blockbusters, especially yeah. superhero movies. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the subtleness, the subtleties of the, the African drums. Yeah. And like, I, I just, I thought it was amazing, man. That was so well-deserved. Yeah, he he works his ass off for that one. And uh, one of my yeah, that Lewis honestly, that was that's it is one of my favorite scores mm -hmm. from all of the Marvel films. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it is one of my favorite scores because it was so, like you just said, it had the superhero feel mixed with the African culture, the drums, the subtleness. It wasn't even like in your face African. It was like very subtle. Uh, very subtle sounds, and 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 it was. I I thought it was well deserved. And then we have production design and costume design Ruth with Carter, with two African American women winning for the first time. Uh, I thought Ruth Carter won before, but no, no right? No, no. Yeah. So she was, she was nominated. Yeah, but she finally yeah. won for this. Two two definitely two definite awards that are well deserved, man. I mean, could you really say? <laughs> 
it wasn't deserved or not? Like, could you really say that? The first, the first thing I said to Karen when they were presenting um, production design was I told her Black Panther is going to take this for the simple fact that the level of detail for Wakanda yeah. was, I don't even think comic book fans expected it to be that. Uh, the, just, just the sheer scope of what Wakanda was. And mind you, this was just like a little sneak peek because I'm pretty sure they'll expand the scope uh, during the sequel. Right. Um, but like you, you felt like Wakanda was <laughs> like an actual nation. And yeah, this is a fictional country. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think people hope that it was an actual nation so we could all escape from our orange Cheetos dictation. Listen, man. Yeah. yeah. And, you know what this reminds what kind of reminded me of Middle Earth, right? When you think of Middle Earth, that production is it, it might have uh, Return of the King might have even won production design. Yeah. Um it did. Yeah. Return of the Return Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, I know one of one of or maybe all three of them were Yes, one of Middle Earth. Uh Peter Jackson literally brought Middle Earth to life like Yes. The level of detail in middle level is very. No, you're right. I, and I believe he, I believe one of them did win. Yes, you're right. Um, very comparable to Wakanda. Uh, hell, man, listen, if Wakanda was for real, I would have moved there yesterday. But uh, it, it, because that, I mean, listen, I'm living in Wakanda for real. Um, but yeah, I think well deserved, man. I, I'm, I, I was really happy. We knew they weren't going to take any of the major ones. I mean, I, I was we. I don't think I, any of us were surprised about that. Uh, but for technical and music and all that stuff, for sure, man. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was well, well deserved. Um, the, the the listen, man. The film made an impact. Yeah. Uh, made an impact. It 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 made a, a shit told a ton of money. Yeah. Um, it was it was a major major thing, and Ryan Coogler. Is coming back for part two, bro. So uh, we should get yeah. more of the same or even better. Can't wait. Yeah, I think Black Panther. Um, it's crazy because it's been a year wow. already, but it, it it is. It was the biggest cultural touchstone, one of the biggest cultural touchstones of our lifetime as moviegoers, because um, you don't see movies become box office and cultural phenomenons. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of movies that make tons of money. Um, but Black Panther is, it's a really important film for generations to come just because it's so relatable right. uh, to the African-American community, to minorities, you know, just to underrepresented populations of people. And I'm look, I get it. Black Panther, the comic book was was out for decades before that, but it was the first time that you got to see something like that on screen, you know, a true celebration of a black superhero. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's the first time you saw it. I mean, meteor man, I would say was the first one, but I mean, if you were, if you were going to, if you were, if you're gonna, you might as well, you might as well throw in black, you might as well throw in blank man. Oh, blank man. oh my God. I love blank man, but come on. Blank man. Oh my God. Listen, Meteor. Listen, Meteor Man was the. Sh- listen, how you you can't hate Meteor Man, but no, no, Black Panther has nothing on me. Listen, I love I love Robert Thompson. You know what? Right. One right. of these days, when, I, when I'm like extremely bored, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna have a double feature of my own. 
I'm gonna have uh, in, in my living room. I'm gonna have the Meteor Man followed by Dude. Blank Man. Just a nice double feature. That is epic, bro. Let me tell you something. And Robert Townsend tried to do uh, what Black Panther did. He tried to make a black superhero that was going to be relevant, funny, relatable. Um, and he, he tried. He went for it. But, I mean, this was like early 90s. And at this time, no one really cared about that. It wasn't going to make a big splash, of course. Um, but... Right. Oh, yeah. Superhero movies weren't weren't what they are now. That's that's right. what it is. Unless your name was Superman or Batman, yeah. um, you know, back in the in the early nineties, mid nineties, like uh, comic book properties weren't really a, a thing to adapt. Um, Brian Singer's X Men and then Sam Raimi's Spider Man was really what changed that's the true. game. Yeah, that's you're true. Right. You're right. That's true. Yep. And you don't forget Sam Raimi. Because that's that's when audiences, as well as 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 the industry as a whole, that's when people started to take notice. Like, oh wait a minute, superhero movies don't have to be campy; yep. they can actually be serious with uh, some messages. Messages, yeah. a clear narrative. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. absolutely, man, absolutely. Well, that was our uh, Oscar recap, man. That's yeah. all. That's all we got. I mean, great, great recap, man. Uh, great show. Um, the two, 2019 Oscars is in the books. I mean, we had one of the most multicultural lineup of winners ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we had four. We had four or five. I think we had four or five African Americans take home Oscars. Uh, uh nice. we had an Egyptian, uh, Arab Egyptian take a home an Oscar. Uh, we had an English woman take home an Oscar. Uh, it was a real, it was a real, real multicultural uh, event, my friend. It was really enjoyable. Um, so, Lewis, tell us, uh, tell us what we. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead with your question. I'm, I'm uh, sorry. No, 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 no. I want to hear yours first. I, I insist. I insist. Oh no! Well, I was gonna say, um, that's what the Oscars should be. Um, it should essentially be yes it's a celebration of cinema but it doesn't always have to be one dimensional as it's been for decades and decades and decades you know you 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 got you have to and i don't just mean celebrate diverse films filmmakers and production design artists as a consolation prize by nomination like you need to actually give these people the awards and one thing that I really appreciated about this telecast more than anything else was the fact that each Best Picture nomination went home with at least one award. That's Vice, true. Best Makeup. Green Book, Best Picture, Original Screenplay, Supporting Actor. Uh, Black Panther, Costume Design, Production Design, uh, ori uh, Original Score. Bohemian Rhapsody, Film Editing, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, Supporting Actor. Star is Born, original song, you know, and you yeah, get my yeah, point, yeah. but every every single every single nominee actually went home with at least one Oscar. And I thought that was that was great. I don't think when's the last time that even happened? Has that ever happened? And that's what I was saying. That has not happened in a long time. And I hate those Oscars where there's clear and, and clear and unfair sweeps. I hate that. I hate it. And that has not happened in a while. Has not happened in a while. Where everyone, where everyone yeah, got seriously. an award that, if you look back at it, they all deserved. They all deserved it. You know. Absolutely. Oh, I, I have one yeah. more thing 
that because <laughs> I wanted to talk about some jokes oh, falling yeah. flat. There's two. There's two in particular, right? So, how do you guys feel about this Aquafina chick? I don't think she's Lewis, funny. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I don't think she's funny at all. And Kate had the nerve. I don't think she's funny. Like, why Why is she getting so many roles and so much screen Yo. time? I mean, I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians. I want to see it. But like, her, her banter on stage, I don't know what that was about. And then when they panned to Spike Lee, even he's confused at that joke. But she's like, oh, I ran into Spike Lee. And I was like, what? And I, I'm thinking in my mind, like, was that supposed to be a black joke? Because she mistook him for an Asian because his name is Lee. Like, if, if that was the case, then that joke yeah. fell. Oh my goodness. It it went over like a wet fart in yeah. church. Ha, like that's ha, that's all ha. I can say about that. Look, yo, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you. Kate was like, Oh my gosh, she should host next year. I was like, hell oh, no. Hell no. no. Hell no. She should host next year. I'd rather watch paint dry. I'd I rather, no. And she's funny in Crazy Rich Asians. I think she's a better actress than she is. I don't think she's that good, period. Like, she's not that, she's not that entertaining. She's just a hater. She's not funny. She's not funny. And she, listen, I'm, listen, ride this ride until, until the wheels fall off because, because enjoy it because she is not funny. I thought that was the only one. I thought it was the only one. Yo, and people and and I've heard people say that Tiffany Haddish isn't that funny. Like you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But at, at the very least, Tiffany Haddish has charisma. Right. I don't. This Aquafina chick doesn't. What? Like, where's the where's the yeah. charisma? Where's because the charm? Play this deadpan, funny, like quick, witty, like 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 Asian, like type of role here but it falls flat i mean when you got spike you got spike looking at you like you crazy like like no one oh, that's that's what i thought too he was probably like what and, and, then, <laughs> and then they and then they kind of like they kind of crapped on the 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 category they were performing of uh, they were presenting for when it was best ain't it it is yeah. short. They were like, "Well, oh yeah, we got the really good one. This we got the we got to present the good one, like in a sarcastic, like a sarcastic banter between the two." I mean, after I forgot who that guy is. I don't know who he is, but it, it, that like that didn't even that didn't seem right. It I don't know. It sucked. It sucked. Like whoever wrote that part, it it just it wasn't no, very it wasn't good. good at all. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. At all. Um. The other thing, Trevor Noah, it cracked it cracked me up. But what he said when he saw Mel Gibson backstage and he was like Wakanda forever, and then he goes, then he said something else after that. But you know, I like the forever part. And then they panned to Tina Fey and company, and <laughs> that did not go over no, well that- with that because you you had <laughs> only I think only a certain segment of the audience actually got that joke, but it was like it was so unfair. To anybody who's not black or 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 any any color yeah. for that matter, because what, I don't know his delivery was just <laughs> I thought it was funny, but it was just like a really uncomfortable kind of funny, and like it wasn't really well received in the Trevor audience. Noah. I think he's hilarious. Um, I'm the, I, I think we're the yeah, I think Trevor Noah's good. Too. We're the only ones that got it. Uh, 
Yeah. Like, Tina Fey, yeah, they they were like, uh, are we supposed to laugh or is well, this what <laughs> well, it, Mel Gibson, you know that Mel Gibson joke. Uh, he didn't say he, he he didn't say Wakanda. He said the what forever part, but the what the Wakanda part. What was it supposed to be like? What was the the line? Lois, like he said. Uh... He he said he said that Mel Gibson said Wakanda forever. He said something else after that, but he liked the forever part. So you would have to put two and two together, assuming Mel, you know, because Mel Gibson has a history of being somewhat yeah. of a racist. Or, or at least against Jews, so he probably said the N word after Wakanda right. Forever. You know, like it's like one yeah. of those things. And that was, and listen, I, I, I listen, I love Trevor Noah. I thought that was pretty good, but that was another one that it, it was funny, but I think it just it didn't hit the way I think he thought it was going to hit. Like, yeah. but it was, it was definitely funny. Like I. I, I I knew exactly what he was talking about. I mean, I I'm shocked we're still doing jokes about Mel Gibson like this, dude. Like, are we really? Like, I, I'm still I'm shocked that's still a thing. This is still a thing. Shocked. Yeah, I, poor Mel Gibson, man. He, he, listen, he'll never live that off unless he brings out Passion of the Christ two or something. I don't know. Which he actually is. Did you hear about this? No, I Lewis, they're doing. Mel is. Mel is doing, I believe, and I hope this wasn't. Uh, I think he's doing Passion of the Christ, Resurrection. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to be based on like the more spiritual side, like Easter yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's 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 in production. Uh, it's in pre-production, and it is described as the sequel to the 2004. I don't know how you make a yeah. It's the Resurrection. So af- everything after. Uh, the resurrection, yeah. So he's doing it. So uh, maybe maybe Mel. this will get him back up on the on the good side of some of some of the religious groups. Maybe good, this might good for you, Mel. maybe this might happen. Oh boy, I don't think that's gonna be yeah, very maybe. good. <laughs> oh boy, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, Can't redeem yourself on this one, Mel. But Lewis, any final words, my friend? No, other than uh, a good Oscars telecast, I want to thank you guys for having me on. This was very entertaining, and I would I cannot wait. We will do this again. I cannot yes, wait to do this sure, again. But all of my listeners, I have more content coming along the way for a hashtag. Let me just say this. Follow me on Instagram at Let Me Just Say This Podcast. I'm putting in nice, that man. work. Listen, uh, listen. You got nice to meet you. You got to listen to let me uh, let me just say this podcast, everybody. Um, really entertaining podcasts covering everything from wrestling, TV, hip hop, mu- uh, any type of genre, music, movies. Uh, he's covering it all, guys, and he's uh, he's a great guest, good friend, uh, and uh, we'll be seeing each other and bringing you NXT spoilers, uh, which I can't wait. <laughs> NXT spoilers, guys. Uh, but Lewis, thank you very much for joining us. Thank uh, you, this has been this has been a pleasure. This has been fun, man. Thank you, thank you so much, Kate and Kyote. Uh Good to meet you, you Kate. Too. You too. <laughs> Hope the little one feels better soon. Now, now we definitely have to do. Uh, uh, we definitely have to do a a Tarantino show, my friend. We gotta do it. Gotta do it. Oh yeah, just to piss just Kate off. Yeah, we should do it. Just to piss Kate off. <laughs> I'll know more about Tarantino than both of y'all do. <laughs>
Ooh, I'll hold you to it. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. All right, folks. Have a good night. All right, take care. Have a good one, man.